0: Two two o'clock and you're listening to the 123 Show with me, Sadia Osmani. Now, how many times have you eaten something and suddenly when you take your first bite, all these memories come flooding back into your head and you know, they might be linked to the taste of it or a place that you were, or a particular person. So, you know, I thought it'd be a good and interesting idea to tap into people's memories, you know, attached to food. And with a new feature called Soundbite. And my first guests in the studio are, are going to give me their soundbite. Let me welcome to the studio Anwar Orabi and Atif Ali Khan. And let me just say good afternoon to you both. Good afternoon, guys.
1: Good afternoon.
0: Now, I've kind of pulled you in as a kind of pilot today. Now, both of these guys are scholars, okay? They're academics. And I just bumped into them recently and I was just chatting about this. And, uh, and then I thought, hey, you know what? I'm thinking of doing this soundbite thing. So I thought, do you want to be my first guest? So Anura, thank you for coming into the studio. And Artif, thank you very much. You, um, before you. I ask you, I'm going to ask you first of all, Anura. first of all, tell me a little bit about yourself. How long have you been in Hong Kong?
1: I've been in Hong Kong for a little bit over three years. I'm a PhD student, or I was a PhD student here. Congratulations. Now, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm actually born in Syria. I left there in 1998 and moved to Dubai, where I lived for most of my life. I moved then to the UK for a bit before coming here.
0: So a well-traveled man you are.
1: Indeed. <laughs> and my parents actually are from different parts of Syria. My father is from the capital, from Damascus, while my mother is from this small town called Masyaf which is somewhere between the mountains. Very hard to get to, but my fondest memories of Syria are of that place.
0: Wow. So when I asked you about, you know, choosing something for soundbite, did did something immediately come into your head? You thought of it straight away?
1: Many things came into my head because um, in in the Middle East, in Middle Eastern cultures, food plays a very central role in the family, in family gatherings. Uh, My father, for example, when he was growing up, they would have five meals every day.
0: Wow. How do you manage that? (laughs) You have to wake up awfully early for that.
1: <laughs> oh No, you just have to stay up awfully late. All oh, right,
0: okay. <laughs> wow, so very foody. I mean, the culture is generally, you know, that culture, food is a big part of life, isn't it?
1: It is, it is indeed. Um, and special days also have special foods. So on Eid, for example, um, different parts of the country have their own specialized dishes that they serve, that they have and today my my soundbite is about um the biscuits that are made in my mom's town mm-hmm. these are called al-Eid in arabic which means eid biscuits and they are very very special in the way that they're made and they're not made the same way in any other part of syria they're only made in in this particular way in masyaf so they're quite large the each each biscuit is about um four or five inches mm-hmm. in, in, in diameter uh-huh. and about half an inch thick. Okay. They're made from semolino and black sesame and some brown and white flour. They're not awfully sweet and they last a very, very long time
0: oh so so when you make them at eid and just to give people a bit of a background eid is one of the major festivals um in the islamic calendar and so you know again it's a, i suppose in parallel to christmas in terms of the 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 scale of it and lots of special things are made during that time and people come and visit and so so these biscuits then probably go on for a lot longer than just that eid period then
1: yeah they do they we, so my grandmother would gather the family and she would make enough for everyone in the family to take home with them and when we were living in the UAE or in Dubai we we we, we my mom cannot make them by herself but her mother would have them made with her sister and they would send them with anyone that's traveling and they they they'd make huge batches Every aid, you would still have aid biscuits for three months after.
0: <laughs> and so, how are they eaten? Are they are they things that you enjoy, with, say, with a nice cup of tea, or how is
1: it? I cannot think of a way that you cannot eat them. <laughs> I would sometimes have them for breakfast, sometimes uh, for tea time as a snack, and, and, and sometimes after meal. They're they're this they stand somewhere in the middle between a dessert and a hearty breakfast like an oatmeal bowl because they're not they're not very sweet and because they have uh, semolina they have a lot of texture and you get different flavors when you bite into these whole black sesame seeds that are mm. placed inside
0: well, it's a very sort of um chinese ingredient that that's uh, the whole black sesame seeds but I suppose in Middle Eastern, there's, there's a lot of sort of sesame in there too. Uh,
1: absolutely. Black sesame. Um, I was actually surprised when I moved to Asia to see how prevalent black sesame is mm. because I used for the longest time to think it's a Middle Eastern ingredient, we use it in a lot of baking, in a lot of pastries, in a lot of our dishes, even on savoury pastries, whole sesame seeds, and we almost always use whole sesame seeds, are placed on top of the pastries. They taste phenomenal when they're whole and roasted.
0: Mm. So, it sounds lovely. Okay. So how is it? Is it baked or what do they do? They bake it in an oven?
1: So, so the, the dough is prepared, and my grandmother's recipe is 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 her own. So, uh, she would know it by heart. She wouldn't write it down or anything. She would just know it. And so, she was the only person that wow. could make these. Well, um, I hope
0: you've got the recipe. I,
1: Can you
0: pass it on to your kids, you the know? The recipe
1: is only passed down by feel. So, my aunt, who still lives in Syria, mm-hmm. has that recipe, but I'm afraid that my generation may be the last to oh, taste it. No,
0: no, you have to get hold of it, seriously. It's very labor-intensive. It. because uh-uh. So it, it's quite a long process to make it, it's not straightforward. It is, uh, mm. and so
1: it starts with preparing all the ingredients, and there's plenty of ingredients, and then mixing them, of course, like any baking good, but uh, the actual process of rolling the dough, cutting out the cookies, and then the biscuits themselves need to be... Oh, with the
0: forks? No, no,
1: they have have developed their own stamping tool that is only sold in that part of Syria to stamp these biscuits.
0: These are pretty unique. Have you ever thought about, you know, going out there and packaging them up and sending them out to the world?
1: Some people, some of these biscuits will reach someone from my mom's city, uh-huh. somewhere in the world, uh-huh. probably every eight.
0: Wow, that's um,
1: amazing. They are very, uh, in, in that part of Syria, v- they, they are what, to me, they are eight in itself. Yeah. They are the holiday.
0: That's what it says to you. That's the memory. You also mentioned that um, the the kind of fat, the ghee that is put into those biscuits is uh, has a separate fragrance of itself. Like That's quite a special thing, isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So this uh, special ghee that we use and it is, I thought at first, I I didn't know it was called ghee in English. I only looked it up recently and found out that's what it was. But this clarified butter um, that that is used, just gives it it, it, I think it helps preserve it Mm -hmm. because it has no milk solids Mm -hmm. and at the same time it, it smells phenomenal so you know when these biscuits are in the oven baking, It doesn't smell like butter, it just smells like you can its smell own it thing. in your
0: mind right now, can't I, you?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I can taste the crumbly texture in my mouth.
0: So can I, you know. Just by your descriptions, I'm actually feeling, I'm thinking, Oh yes, nice cup of tea and one of those biscuits. I feel like, is am I right to say that they're quite sort of crispy, quite quite are they quite sort of um you know are they soft? Are they quite hard? I imagine that they'd be quite kind of crispy biscuits, right?
1: You bite in them and they're very hard. Mm-hmm. Once you crack yeah. that shell, yeah. they crumble.
0: Okay, <laughs> listen, Anwar, thank you so much for that. Um, you know, I, I've got. I was trying to. I was trying to think. I must have um, a. Piece of music between this um, for, before we talk to Artif. And I found, I just looked up sort of cookies and I actually found a piece of music called Christmas Cookies, which is probably appropriate for this. But Anura, thank you so much. And we'll talk to Artif after the next track. Thank the you for having me. Sound lovely.
2: Christmas cookies sugar I sure do like those Christmas cookies babe The ones that look like Santa Claus Christmas trees and bells and stars I sure do like those Christmas cookies babe Now Christmas cookies are a special treat The more she bakes the more I eat And sometimes I can't get myself to stop Sometimes she'll wait till I'm asleep And she'll take the ones that I didn't eat And put those little sprinkly things on top I sure do like those Christmas cookies, sugar I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe that look like Santa Claus Christmas trees and bells and stars I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe Now those sprinkly things just make things worse Cause it makes them taste better than they did at first And they're absolutely impossible to resist Some disappear to who knows where But I make sure that I get my share And those kids just stand there waiting for the ones I miss I sure do like those Christmas cookies, sugar Sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe She gets mad that they're all gone Before she gets the icing put on Sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe Now there's a benefit to all of this That you might have overlooked or missed So now let me tell you the best part of it all Every time she sticks another batch in the oven, there's 15 minutes for some kissing and a hugging. That's why I eat Christmas cookies all year long. Is sugar. I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe. The ones that look like Santa Claus Christmas trees and bells and stars. I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe. I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe.
0: That was George Strait and Christmas cookies. Well, I thought that was quite appropriate. Time is 15 minutes. 2, Two o'clock, and you're listening to the 123 show with me, Sadia Usmani. And it is Soundbite that you're listening to at the moment in terms of a new feature. We've talked to Anur about his um, Eid cookies, and I'm going to move over now to Artif. Um, welcome to the program, Artif.
3: Thank you. Thank you. So,
0: so tell me a little bit about yourself. You're here in Hong Kong for how long? Well,
3: I'm also here from the last three years. I uh-huh. came here for my PhD and just I just finished my PhD as well, uh, like Anwar. Uh-huh. So uh, I'm here also for three years.
0: So whereabouts have you come from then?
3: I'm from India, I'm from north part of India. Uh, uh-huh. the, the state is Uttar Pradesh, so in western part of Uttar Pradesh I'm there, which is uh, very similar to the taste of, in terms of the food, it's uh-huh. very similar to Pakistan. Okay, you know, Pakistan. So, so nice spicy food. Yeah, very spicy food, So all food is I think much spicier than if you go to South Park. Okay. So I like s- spicy food, but the food which have I have a very memory uh-huh. is dessert. Okay. Just like uh, Anwar said, it's also from very festive desserts we use on each festival as well.
0: So so both of you guys, it's quite appropriate actually, considering it's got the new, we've got the new year and Christmas mm-hmm. and stuff, you've both gone, gone for items which are very sort of cooked during festival time, you know, yes. equivalent to eat. So now, what is your item? Which one have you gone for?
3: Uh, it's uh, called uh, Sivai, Zarda.
0: Uh-huh.
3: Sivai Zarda. So it's uh, made by these uh, very thin noodles. Yeah, vermicelli. Vermicelli. First- it's a, it's a very brittle. It can be broken uh-huh. very easily, and so we we make this one and using with the syrup, sugar syrup, uh-huh. and it's quite sweet yeah most of the Indian food Indian desserts (laughs) are very sweet and which is not quite popular in this that's right in this region
0: yeah there's a there is a huge sweet tooth in in that area
3: (laughs) yeah and I remember it mainly because uh my childhood memory Mm -hmm. I have very Memories are attached with this one. I was very much obsessed with the sweet uh-huh. When I come to sc- came back from school in the morning and the afternoon the, My first question to my mom is that do you have some sweet? No food what she cooked and nothing <laughs> just only for sweet okay. I don't know but any any dessert was okay. Even if we do not have anything I asked just put sugar in eggs <laughs> I just want sweet
0: <laughs> Oh my goodness.
3: Yeah, right. so, but this particular sweet is I, I have a memory because uh, Whenever she's cooking, she was perfect in cooking in this one. So whenever she's cooking, I I feel that some guests are coming in my home,
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and
3: I was so happy that I will eat this. Not only eat this because I get a time so that my father would be busy in. among guests, uh-huh. so that I can read my comics, I can read uh, <laughs> magazines, which is not allowed.
0: So the fringe benefits of your mother making this sweet because yeah. it would distract your father with exactly. guests, and you could do what you like.
3: Yeah. So, so I, I, this is a very good memories for yeah. me, uh, yeah. especially now. Uh, so when so this uh, this cook this sweet dessert gave me a very good memory about my father and mother both. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah this so
0: the it. actual dessert itself so the ingredients um you have very fine vermicelli noodles yes and i see and obviously there's a lovely sugary syrup there yes. um is there milk in there too yes
3: it's, yeah. it has actually that both type of milks one is milk just normal. you just uh, what you drink every day in the morning okay and another you use the milk uh, very solid in the solid form okay and it's very highly evaporated Mm-hmm. milk.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, to make it's to thicken it yeah, all Very up.
3: thick, yeah. You put in the last. In the beginning uh, when you're cooking this, first you fry this noodles so the, like the same in the ghee, mm-hmm. what Anwar described. So we can smell
0: in. the fragrance of the ghee. These yeah, exactly. noodles are first fried in this lovely clarified butter, It's sounds
3: yes. Right? I have to fry. The, during frying, the, as soon as it's fried, you put uh, milk inside, the milk on that, so uh-huh. that it, it stays soft. Okay. Because your frying becomes more brittle, so you put uh, milk And that just kind instantly. of makes yeah. those noodles lovely and, and that, soft, yeah. right? And after that, you make sugar syrup uh-huh. separately uh-huh. in water. And after finishing, you pour all this sweet uh, syrup over this uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. dessert. Then you have to put some d- some almonds... And other dry fruits and pistachios, and saffron. during that period, yeah, exactly. <laughs> saffron. It gives I've a very good, <laughs> good, good, good uh-huh. smell. And then you put this solid milk, uh-huh. highly evaporated milk, which gives this a better thickness. taste, yeah, thickness and better taste. And especially when even you eat this next day, it's good, and yeah, it's much better. And it has both tastes if you eat, uh when it's just like just not uncooked. heated and it's like a brittle taste uh-huh. but if you just heat up like 30 seconds it becomes very oh, soft It's will melt in your mouth
0: so is this something that obviously your mum was amazing at it and yeah. she was super cooking it is this something that you would find in the majority of households and you know at eat or something similar to it
3: N- no not exactly the same mm-hmm. they're usually in a during Eid, we have just a milk and these noodles, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, so,
0: and that's kind of, uh,
3: that's normal. We call like shirai, yeah, shir shir korma. I yeah. like this, but it's not like this. This mm-hmm. is particular sweet, and though other my sister-in-laws and other people can make it. But it's i not know not like your mum's not, not exactly yeah, I don't know what she does there. She does well, the mum's hands.
0: Hand. It's that <laughs> it is. You've just said it. It is the magic of your mum's hands, yes. it is. Just like Anwar was saying about his grandmother too, that you know, the way she makes it, it's totally different. Now Anwar, you were sitting there listening to this and I noticed you we just had your eyes closed and you just imagining this sweet being cooked. <laughs> I could just sense that you were doing that.
1: I wanted to smell it too. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I never like
3: tried uh, to cook it, uh-huh. mainly because I know I cannot make like that.
0: Well, I mean, you know, you can, I suppose all of the ingredients, certainly um, you can get all the ingredients. Maybe not, you know, the thing with the clarif- the, the milk solids that you're saying at the end, that would yeah. be something that you could actually, you know, they probably make those at home. It's probably almost the, the cream on the top. But yeah. the Malai, they call it, you know, which is at the top of it, yeah.
3: It's actually, there's some word for this. We call Mawa.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's a, yeah, it's so a, it is milk like, solids. Yeah. It's just yeah, it's it's completely sort of evaporate. You know, it's it's been worked on quite a bit so so the milk has disappeared but it's just left the goodness goodness there exactly (laughs) well it sounds it sounds amazing it sounds really good so so anything else i mean just off the top of your heads guys before i put on the next track um can i just ask you because you're both here you've told me like obviously onwards was the biscuits and yours was this lovely um pudding um Anything else that comes in now when you're in Hong Kong, and you've both been living in Hong Kong for a little while now, any other thing comes into your mind in terms of food that you really like? If there was one thing I could ask you, which thing in Hong Kong do you really enjoy eating? Or, or you may actually make it yourself, just to end our little session.
1: Hectares. <laughs>
0: egg tarts. Oh, the Portuguese egg tarts, right? They're fantastic. Oh yeah,
1: the, the Hong Kong egg tarts, the ones made with the biscuit base rather than the mm. puff pastry base. Mm. They're, they're fantastic. They're just mm. amazing.
0: Oh, okay. I've never had the ones with biscuit base, actually. I've only had the, the um, puff pastry base. Okay. And Artif?
3: For me, it's food is because, you know, Hong Kong food is not very spicy for me, but their lemon tea is amazing. The I love them. their lemon tea. Oh. I didn't nowhere is better lemon tea than <laughs> Hong Kong.
0: Well, thank you, guys. Thank you, Anwar. Thank you, Artif, you. for your sound bites. And I hope that, you know, um, if you have a sound bite, then make sure you get in touch with me and you can uh, come on the program and tell me all about it. <laughs>